Hello, Knights of the World Table. We have another bio episode for you this week. It is Matt's characters, Branch and Aryx. Both of these scenes were a lot of fun to put together. There's all sorts of craziness going on, parodies of Hollywood blockbusters and some socio-political commentary. Lots of fun in these scenes. We hope you enjoy. I believe we'll be back on track with a regular episode next week, and then probably we'll have something happening every week for a little while dropping bio episodes in with the off weeks um something else to consider checking out is um we've been on the app clubhouse which is it's in beta and you can only currently access it if you have an iphone but the android app version will be opening soon we've actually been on there there's a growing DD community there and um, we've been doing improvised DD shows on tuesday nights at 8 pacific so if you have the clubhouse app or you want to download it you can join the DD club there and actually listen to us basically we make up a one hour DD one shot with new characters and audience participation we've been doing that the past couple of weeks and it's been a lot of fun and the audience participation has been amazing so check that out if you would like to if you need an invite to the app you can contact us at rolled table on twitter or instagram or email us nights at the rolled table at gmail.com and we will help you get in and get set and we would love to hear from you there on clubhouse or anywhere else thank you very much for listening as always take care of yourself take care of each other and make life an adventure listeners of the world table and welcome to another bio episode the episodes where you get to meet the cast of characters in the knights of the world table universe (laughs) joining us tonight (laughs) we have chris daly (laughs) with his own fanfare carlos guzman jennifer stopper crespo Zach Stones. (laughs) And the subject of our first character, Bat Messerman. (laughs) Stupid. So, Matt, in season four, you play two characters. You play Branch. Yep. And you play Oryx. Indeed, I do. We'd like to know a little bit about those characters. Who should we talk about first? Um, well, I guess listeners know about Branch first, so we should start with Branch. Let's start with Branch. Now, we first ran into Branch in Season 3, right? Correct. Yeah, he was hanging out on, on an island, which turned out to be a giant turtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhat somewhat kept in captivity. He was, he was under a spell and compelled to do things. Branch is an unusual species of character, right? Yeah, he's a he's a little goblin guy, and he's a he's a goblin druid. Um, I'm I wanted to play a character who was deeply rooted in it, having lived in like the forest his entire life, as opposed to somebody who had grown up in a city and then become a druid or something. Let's work backwards. What was Branch doing before he was on that island that we first met him on? Branch had very much been hermiting uh, for most of the time leading up to the island. He had his own little section of forest 
that he hung out in with his uh, animal friends um, and his animal friends and, and just generally hanging out, eating berries and talking to animals, just living a simple life away from people, occasionally going into a village, a human village and like pretending he was a, not a hobbit, a halfling. Um, 25 years, you'd think I would be able to get this into my head that they're halflings and not hobbits. <laughs> Have you thought about how Branch got to the island? You know, I haven't actually considered that. I know how he got away from his goblin kin, but I don't know. Let's talk about that. Oh, okay. Uh, so Branch is a vegetarian. His tribe of, of fellow goblinites, um, they have a ritual where you have to go out hunting to, like, become a full-grown goblin, I guess. Uh, and he didn't want to have that happen and effectively faked his own death and ran away. Wow. What? How did he fake his own death? Uh, a lot of screaming and blood. <laughs> Okay. So wait, his own blood or yeah. somebody else's well, blood? Well, his own. He's not going to harm an animal. They're his friends. So he like cut so his So was his blood he like... had captured? Oh, okay. Yeah. He just freshly cut yeah. his palm and left it all over. Yeah, and he like screamed. Like you do, okay. Jeff. God, why do you have to make it just, so weird? And he, just... <laughs> the, the elk is killing me. Ah. And then wipe some blood down and run away. Okay. <laughs> you framed the elk now, for your murder? Yeah. I know that Branch probably thinks that he got away with it, but Matt, do you think that that would be effective? <laughs> uh, realistically, no. Um, but goblins aren't traditionally very intelligent, so they might have fallen for it. Um, they also <laughs> he's dead. They also might just not have cared and just been cool with him like leaving. I imagine he wasn't the most popular of of goblins in in his tribe. Maybe they now worship the elk that killed him. <laughs> yes. That's their ah. god now. They they put out sacrifices. <laughs> for him please don't kill any more of us that would be amazing how did he get his name do you have thoughts about that oh well all goblins in my mind are named after objects right so and he he was little for a goblin so he was a branch from the smallest tree in the forest that's his name that was just his birth name uh who decided that the the person who like dubbed him that Council of Elders. Mm-hmm. We'll Correct. <laughs> so low intelligence, but enough intelligence to create a council. So it's it's a parliamentary system. That's what you're saying. It's not exactly a monarchy. I've heard well, of yeah. goblin kings, but uh... yeah, no, no. These, these these guys overthrew the goblin king, split off on oh, their own. Uh, they see. have a small a small woodland uh, tribe that lives independently. It's, it's really more of an anarchistic commune uh, than the, anything. The goblin Bolsheviks. Gotcha. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> hey, you asked. Explains his Russian accent. Um, <laughs> he's just Eastern European. He's not necessarily oh, got Russian. It. You know what? You're right. Um, God, you Jeff, he... what's with the stupid questions tonight? Uh, apologies. Apologies. Uh, any other um, animal friends that he might have made along the way? That um, Oh, he had tons or, of animals. How about... Okay. I mean, there's all sorts of animals. Stand out? Anyone's a stand out? Any yeah, there was a there was a, a flock or a murder of ravens that hung out and just kind of okay did their thing, ravened you around. You did say occasionally Branch might go into a human settlement. Yeah, uh, he was a little bit nomadic. What would bring him in? Why would he go into a settlement for food or primarily for food, but also yeah, food and supplies. You know, not entertainment. Okay. 
Okay. Humans so are not interested at all in the the human world. The no. human world. Human, humans are not. Uh, they are not fun. Okay. And would Branch try and disguise himself as to be a to yeah. be a, a halfling? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's why he has the cloak that he pulls up over his head and he tries to pretend he's a halfling. Okay. How, maybe we how can effectively d- is is to be uh, debated? Yes, to be determined <laughs> via the rolls. Um, very so good. Candidates for scenes would be Branch pretending to be human, human, hanging out with animal friends, faking his own death, or somehow deciding to go to an island and getting a jellyfish stuck in his brain. Thoughts, Matt? I'm happy with any of those. Okay, well, you need to pick for All right, uh, let's go with the faking of his own death, because that seemed to be the most entertaining to all of us Good when call. I was describing it. <laughs> all right, so we open on a goblin village, run in the parliamentary fashion on the outskirts of a dry plain, and here, in this small setting, dusk has just fallen as the day winds to a close. All right, comrade pile of rocks and I, comrade uh, grove of grass, are here because uh, (laughs) this is your day, all of you, uh, the day you become goblins. Uh, As as you know, you'll be going out, killing things, and bringing them back to share in tonight's feast. Oh, don't forget that they have dish duty, too. I don't like it when we get the big pile of dishes. Yeah, you gotta clean up the mess after. But uh, what's important is that you kill something and come back all covered in its uh, guts and stuff, and then we eat it, and then you know the whole thing. You're, and you're then you do the and, dishes. Yes, and you do uh, the dishes. Uh, Grove of grass. Uh, what happened to uh, smallest branch in the forest? He was supposed to be here. Oh, he, right. he had dish duty tonight, so I am very, very much hoping that he makes it back because uh. Uh, we just had chowder and those uh, pots and pans are not looking very this good. This guy, I don't like this guy. I think he fell back behind. I'll go back and get him. Branch! Branch with the smallest tree in the forest. Where are you? Hey, hey, hey. Hello, Grove. Come on, don't fall behind. You gotta go kill some stuff. Hey, what and if don't I... Use, don't use soap on cast iron skillet. His problem. Uh, what if I, what if Branch were to stay here and, uh, like, clean more dishes so that other people do not have to clean the dishes and then everybody will be happy? What if he cleans all the idea. dishes and doesn't, uh, doesn't kill anything? What do you think, uh... Well, I really don't like doing the dishes, but we are goblins. We have to kill the things. Tempting. You gotta kill at least one thing, uh, you know how the deal. I know you're a little, you know, you get a little bit queasy about that, but that's okay. I think once you get into it, it's it's like, uh, you know, it's like once you start, you just can't stop. Pretty soon, in a couple of weeks, you'll just be killing everything you encounter. And Trust and, me, it's uh, going to be great. Maybe you'll find one this old, that's already hurt, that's kind of lame, and then you'll bonk it overhead, and you'll yes. take credit. Yeah, it's already dying. Or perhaps turtle. Turtles are slow and weak. Hey, turtles are very smart. Uh, no, nobody <laughs> likes turtles. You, you can't prove that. No one's ever going to believe that. Uh, I, I know of a, Turtles are dumber than us. I know of a nice a field of uh, bean sprouts. I could, uh, I could cut those. They would die. And then we could ingest and eat Branch, the bean sprouts. you are the goblin. You kill big living animal with hoof and teeth and paws. And you bring it back and you feel like big goblin man. It's how we do things. It's how we've always done things. 
Hey, what if... A puddle of mud is correct. You should not be afraid of killing animals. Hey, I'm not... Uh, Branch is not afraid, per se, of uh, killing the animals. Branch is more... Uh, just morally against uh, killing of animals because uh, animals... Use lots of words I don't understand. Yeah, that's not a thing. D- just kill it. Just, like, you know, take a deep breath, kill the thing, and then come on back and we'll eat it, and you can just do dishes the rest of the week. All right? All right, go. Come on, go. He's on the way. Off with you. All right. I- I'm sure he'll be fine. Maybe I should go with him. You want him to go with you? Uh, no, Branch uh, Branch will do this. Branch will... Moral support? Nah. I could be a witness. Just smear the guts on your face, make him look nice. Uh, what if uh, Bra- uh, Branch needs to center himself before Branch does the killing? Uh, Branch needs some meditative time to be alone. All right, all right. You do you. Get in the zone. Get in the zone. He'll be fine. Oh, he'll be fine. Right, Branch, like, goes off deeper into the woods. Yeah. Grove of grass. Uh, what happened to accent? Ah, it's, it's a speech impediment. I always talk like oh, this. Oh, okay. It's not polite to bring up his terrible accent. Oh, look. Branch sees an elk. Yeah, see, he's got it. Branch is going to hunt the elk. Uh, you all wait there. Ah! Oh! Okay, oh. I'm going to investigate. No, it really oh, sounds like he is Branch enjoying is himself. Dying! Ow! Oh, the, the antlers oh, went Let's go in. over there. I'm stuck on antler. Oh my goodness! Grove of Grace, come over here. What? Did he kill it? Is it good? No. Oh. It looks like it Uh-oh. killed him. Oh no! He is lying on the floor. Oh, Branch is lying on the floor. Branch, Branch, can you hear me? I smack him in on the face. <laughs> Branch tries very hard not to make any noise. Oh. Grove, you know what this means. There's some blood here. There's some blood on that elk. I see blood right here. Clearly he's dead and there's nothing to be done about this. Branch like s- squeezes his hand so more blood drips out. Should, should we go get the the clan cleric? That sounds like lots of work. Uh, you know, you know the tradition. If you die in the in the ritual, the coming of goblin ritual, we just we just gotta leave you here. But like, yes. I gotta say, this is one impressive elk, right? But if we bring him back to life, then we could sacrifice him hmm. to make him an example. Yeah, that's a good point. But also, I have been soaking my crew set all day so that we can scrub it and I can make peach apple cobbler tonight. And if we don't go back to scrub the pan, (laughs) there is no way I can make this sweet (laughs) peach apple cobbler. Maybe we should ask the elk. Yes, I will talk to animals and say, Hey, elk! Elk? Yes. What is it you wish to know? <laughs> Elk. Did he answer? Uh, uh, d- did you have a mighty fight with this this branch? This one came to me, and he said, Let us do battle. What happened afterwards is whispered in the leaves. Oh, I do not have speak with leaves. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, I, I, I think he killed him. He said it was uh, foretold or something. That's an impressive elk. I, I, I don't want to be around this elk. I don't want it to kill me. We should get out of here. I elk only a... want to be around this elk. Elk, what is your what? Are, what are you known as? I am known as the pointy, Cleavus, 
the pointy. Cleavis the pointy. Yes. All hail Cleavis the pointy. All hail, All hail Cleavis the pointy. Please don't hurt us. Come back. Have some peach cobbler. Bring yes. me leaves. Leaves. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. We got leaves. Let's go. Cleavis. 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 Oh, should I should I get rid of the body or? Uh... Nah, just leave it. It'll decompose. It's okay. good for the leaves and stuff. All right, He'd that's love that. a good idea. And now we know the rest yep. of the story. And that's what happened to Branch. Yay! Yay! Expertly done, gang. I hope someday we run into Clevis again. I want Clevis to the bull to be a big bad in season six. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like oh, final I'm season. The, the, the like Wizard of Oz, like behind the curtain. Oh my god! Yes, it is the whole time. How did we not see this? It's gonna be an it elf person itself. necromancer. <laughs> Matt, you play another character. I do. Oryx Climbclaw. Indeed. Tell us about Oryx. Oryx is a tabaxi, and he's a uh, roguelock. Uh, half rogue, half warlock. Now, for those new to Dungeons & Dragons, uh, what is a tabaxi? A tabaxi is a cat person. If you've seen the movie Cats... Oh, no. Why? Don't uh, imagine that at all. Please it's, don't assume our audience. Exactly, it is exactly like, he actually looks exactly like Taylor Swift's character in Cats. No. Uh, no, because he's darker than that. I think Matt might be the only one in here that's actually. Yes, I was in fact subjected to watch that, to having to watch that entire movie. It haunts my dreams. Disturbing. Yeah, but they're big cat people. Uh, so originally, Rx was going to be from Australia-ish accent-wise, because uh, I, I have him as a... Oh, what's the background on that? Um, I'm bad with that. Uh, Australian? Matt? No, no, no. Uh, he is... A down under No, the... Far traveler. A British British prisoner. Oh, yeah, far traveler, yes. A good day, mate. Right. Oh, right, all right. Yeah, so he's going to be a far traveler. And then Zach did his accent, which... And I started talking like this. Wasn't like, Australian, uh, but it's was... It's going to get confusing. Close enough. So I made him Texan. Um, so yeah, so he's from far away is basically the point, which is I was trying to sure. get him to have an accent that we didn't have on everybody else. Basically, his whole deal is he's from a, a place called Paysmar, which is across the sea to the west. And he uh, was born into indentured servitude, but uh, taken in by a kindly family. And uh, he's basically done odd jobs his whole life, fallen into crime, done some grifting here and there. Um, and uh, eventually escaped from that life, and now he travels the world to earn money. Has Oryx uh, made relationships with anybody? Does he have a friend group that he was close with while he was in servitude? Has he made friends uh, before meeting the Season 4 cast? Great questions all. Uh, let's see. So back home in Paysmar, um, the family that took him in would be... Would be uh, probably the people he knew the best, <laughs> um, as well as probably the other uh, servants that hung out there. Hung out, were forced to live there. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out, so regular old. This is fun. Servitude. This is great. Uh, uh, after he left, I, probably not. Like he tends to, he tends to roam a lot. Um, so he probably falls in with groups, kind of like he's done in the season, and will hang out with them for a bit and then move on. No one terribly close since he's left home. But he's had he's been part of another adventuring group. Oh, for sure, yeah. 
Oh, well, very interesting. More than one or just one? adventuring group? I would say more than one. He probably, I mean, (gasps) you know, so he had to get across the sea somehow. So there was obviously the the group of people who owned and operated the boat. So the crew for them. Uh, So he probably would have become close with them. He's fallen in with uh, some bands, probably mostly mercenary type things, or maybe your your occasional Ocean's Eleven type... uh, (laughs) Type oh. groups that just need to do some uh, some heists and need a good a good grifter, con man, thief that can also do warlock magic. Um, other other tabaxi or just anybody? Anybody. He's not picky. I don't imagine we see a lot of t- that he that he's run into a lot of tabaxi. He didn't grow up around a lot of tabaxi, so uh, either. I'm I'm figuring that the I always figure that the family that took him in was was human. So we have uh, we have an Ocean's Eleven type setup, we have an Expendables type setup, and we have a Titanic life aquatic type of uh, <laughs> setup on a boat. Yep. Um, which of those would be a good slice of life to get the backstory of Oryx? I mean, I want to see him fall in love with a high class lady on a boat, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I did finally see Titanic for the first time, in, uh, just like a this month is ago the perfect now. time to relive it. <laughs> it was better than think? I thought it would be. Uh, you know, yeah, I think I think we're kind of in the Ocean's Eleven type thing right now, uh, mm-hmm. to some extent. Uh, sure. So probably not that. The boat would be fun. Um, we haven't had enough things on boats. <laughs> hmm. Our scene. Takes place on a sailing ship. A cruise Three, ship. no, four masts. A four-masted ship. Wow. That cruises across the ocean blue, and here we find Oryx with a crew of people also sailing for adventure. I this be the White Star crew. It's it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Oryx. I well, my name is Gerald McTellatubby. McTellatubby, that's a that's an unusual name. Where does that come from? God, my mother's side. Now listen, if you're gonna run with this crew, you best be ready to fall in line. We don't mess around around here. No shortcuts being taken here on the White Star crew. You got it? Yeah, that's fine with me. You just point me in the right direction, tell me what to do, and I'll I'll get it done. Well, we got a, a fierce captain over here, so you want to make sure you're not getting in his way. Could you, uh, could you introduce me to the captain? Be all, it's awful nice to get to know who's in charge. Oh, well, old, short, Robert. <laughs> Muck what? Muck a gamma gamma? That's it now. Old, short, Robert McGavagava. He's a fearsome sight. I point. He's right over there, and I point at someone that someone else is going to describe. <laughs> Tis I, Robert, the small Magaba Gaba. <laughs> and who might you be, my furry friend? Yeah, Captain, it's nice to meet you. I'm Oryx Clamclaw. Oryx, Oryx, are you on our ledger? Are you on, are you aboard in a league? I was a last-minute addition to the crew. A uh, couple of fellas said that they could use an extra hand, and I needed I a ride. I see, I see. And what sort of skills do you display, my 
Well, I'm a good climber, as you might have guessed from these claws and my name. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We do have four masts aboard this ship, did you know? The White Star, a four-masted ship! But Captain, Captain, I've heard that the lifeboats, we we don't have any more lifeboats. Enough about the lifeboats, let me tell them about the masts first. Yes, four, four masts. (laughs) Wait, is it a steamboat? A Goliath walks up with a tray and leans down to Lord Captain McGabagabba and says, You're grog, sir. And there's two ornate glasses filled with grog. Thank you. Ah, perhaps a toast to our newest edition. Crew, a toast. I'll get more grog. Three people with stringed ins- in- instruments walk up and start playing on the deck. Uh, Captain, just just a note. In order to store the extra ornate grog, we had to get rid of the last lifeboat in order to make room. So Why, that's I'm fine. sure nothing grog will happen. Anyways. Yes. Grog for everyone. We're doing a co- we're doing a <laughs> toast, everyone. Grog <laughs> for everyone. Alright, Tap the keg. Uh, y- y- yes, Captain. May we ask you to relay up some rope? To all our men aboard the crow's nests on all four masts. Sure thing, Captain. You want me to climb on up there and then lower the rope At down? At once! Exude! I have a ship to steer! Captain, you're not giving him a hard time, are you? Because if so, I would have to report to my father and let him know that you were being mean and unruly. Countess, I, I, would, never, I would never dare uh, to upset you or your father or your family or even your extended family, but please meet our, our newest uh, crew member, Arts. Oh, charmed, I'm sure. A real-life countess. I've never met one of those before. It's a real pleasure. Only in title. I assure you I don't act like it. And he does that that thing where you bend down and kiss the back of the hand, but it's probably kind of weird because he's a cat. <laughs> she has this kind of... Uh, light air about her and her hair is kind of flowing on its own and she has sort of a um, almost almost bioluminescent sort of eyes um, with kind of a, almost a bluish kind of skin. You know, you might be the the prettiest woman I've ever met. I go on. That's all I was going to I'm sure say. you say that to all the countesses. As, as I mentioned before, I've never met a countess before. So... 100% well, of the countesses I've met, I have said that too. Um, this ocean voyage has been quite dull. Do you, I heard that you were going up to the crow's nest. Do you mind if I join you, Oryx? You, uh, you think you can keep up on the climb? Or you need me to carry you? And uh, she just starts floating up on her own, uh, light as air, and she kind of looks down at him and says, I'm sure I'll do fine. Well, I didn't expect that. And he uh, jumps onto the, <laughs> jumps onto one of the masts and starts clawing his way up like a cat she on some curtains. Playfully, kind of goes around <laughs> the pole as he's climbing up and kind of flicks at his ear. Oh, and... Captain, Captain, we've got some some icy weather conditions ahead. Do you want us to slow down? No, we must go faster. For the only uh, way to defeat ice is through. As they rise up out of sight, I come up and say. Never mind that right now. Where did my fiance, the Countess, go? We're to be married as soon as we make landing. <laughs> I plan to treat her extremely poorly. 
meanwhile, up in the up in the crow's nest, uh, the countess Fiona is spreading her arms, and she says, "Look, I'm flying, Oryx. I'm flying." You you literally are. I just wanted to let you know it's part of my part of my lineage. It's one of the small abilities I have. It's it's just breathtaking. You know, uh, I'd like to feel like I'm flying. I take your breath away. You, you do. I've never met anyone like you, Oryx. I've never met anyone like you. I'm from I'm from a low class, and you're clearly from a high class. And you're just I, saying that because I'm above you. You're literally above me. Yeah, if you could come down here, so I don't have to look up. It's hurting my neck. <laughs> Oryx, don't be any more charming. I, I am betrothed to another man. I don't I don't see that man up here. Well, you'll have to look down far beneath your feet well, to see him. Sounds like He's... your fiancé is beneath me. And beneath you. Right. But unfortunately, my my family has has trapped me into a situation I can't get out of. But if I don't marry him, I'm afraid that we'll lose all the money. You know, I'm pretty good at getting stuff out of where it doesn't belong. Are you saying what I think you're saying? You'll do this for me? Yeah, if that's what you need. All right. That would be wonderful. It would free me of other all my obligations in the world, and I would be free to do anything with anyone. Oh, that's good, you know. It's, it's unfortunate when people aren't free to do what they want. Reminds me of that song. You know what? Yeah, let me help you out. <laughs> well, there he is down there. He's the he's the small man with the parted hair in the middle and the thin pencil mustache. Make it quick. Down below, you see the captain bellowing. Countess Fiona, your betrothed is searching for you. I'm on my way. And she floats down. <laughs> Where have you been? I demand you massage my cuticles as I demand on every day. Otherwise, they get all tangly in the sea air. Oh, don't get in a huff, Terence. We're not married yet. I don't have to owe you anything. We will be soon, and then you'll do whatever I say. Uh. And Arx is like climbing down the mast as sneakily as possible. I wish you wouldn't treat me such... why can't you be nicer to me? You'll be obligated to be nice to me in whatever I say. You know our culture. You know how it is. You have no choice in this matter. I made a deal with your father. You need my money or you're nothing. Titles mean nothing to me. Freedom is more important. What what Arx is going to want to do is he's, <laughs> he's going to try to take the rope that he has, because he climbed up the rope, and try to, like, loop it around uh, Terrence, um, and so that he can accidentally be pulled overboard. It seems like there's a lot of ice around here. Are you sure that's okay, Captain? Oh, of course, of course. The ice will help keep our drinks cool. Ah, very good, very good. All ahead full. I've heard the only way through ice is path through. You know, I really, I really hope that, like, 87 years from now, there's not some crew of people interviewing someone that was on this ship talking about all the things we did back here. 87 years? We'll be lucky to live to 50! Don't worry, everyone will be dead by then. Of old age. Crash! 
iceberg! Oh, how did we not see this coming? Everyone out of my way! But you're tangled in a rope. <laughs> and Rx, Who did this to me? Rx like yanks it and pulls it down. Oh no, he went flying. <laughs> what are you doing? Why did you put a rope around his neck? Oh, it must. Someone, someone get a lifeboat! Oh, I no. just wanted you to steal the necklace around his, his the amulet, not kill him. Oh, unfortunately, he and the amulet are now at the bottom of the uh, icy cold uh. ocean. There, you should have been more clear with what you wanted. What do you mean there's no lifeboats? What's going on? The fiance scrambles back up on the boat, takes the takes the rope off and puts it over his fiance's neck. You stay here! And then he grabs the ah. keg of grog and he dumps it out and he jumps off the side and gets in it as the only little lifeboat there. Ha ha! You can all sink! I'll be alive by myself! Uh, hey guys, I, uh, I found uh, some wood and I can repair the boat. So we don't really need those lifeboats. I can fix it. What? What was that? I, I fixed the boat, you guys! Uh. Oh no! Pull me back up! Oh, too. No, I think everyone's on board. Let's get. Let's. Let's. Keep going and repair the boat as we move. I was just kidding about all that. I didn't mean it. Bye. I. I put that rope around your neck to save you! (laughs) (laughs) And nine days later, the ship pulls into port. Everyone aboard, except for one. Oryx, you've taught me so much. I feel like I understand the tabaxi heritage much more. And I almost understand what a countess is now. Uh, please call me Fiona. Fiona, you wanna go get a drink at that there pub? No, I'm, I'm afraid I'm engaged to another man. Wait, when did that happen? My father makes lots of deals. Uh, he, It's more about the dealing, so I have to go... Come, Fiona! Now that I'm done captaining, we may go have a drink? <sighs> it's the captain. She, she, he, he was sort of the backup plan. So I have to go. Goodbye, goodbye, Oryx. Good, goodbye. Well, now what am I gonna do? I guess there's no accountess for good taste. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. Now you know the rest rest of the story. This is Chris. We're excited that Knights of the Roll Table is part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. But did you know that there are other geeky podcasts you can listen to? There totally are! Such as the anime fantasticness of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped and Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about one superhero, hero, villain, or team one issue at a time. But we also have some new baby brothers in our podcast family. Explore the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration or Talking Animation's Finer Details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. So check those out today. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind.